How we do it, Dave? Yeah, not bad. We realise that uh, when we do the Tuesday tune-in over on Facebook, um, which we've been doing during lockdown, we had some comments and requests around, um, you know, not everyone's on Facebook, but people still wanted to hear about the content. There's been some great stuff. We've talked about bags. We've talked about Battle of the Treks. We've talked about trekking boots, mindset, fitness, loads of stuff. And we thought to ourselves, well, why don't we turn these into podcasts? Because, like you said, Dave, they're, they're... Sitting down, listening for an hour? Yeah, exactly, yeah. This is a great format. You can do it on the go, put it in your car, listen to it. It's a bit interactive, so you're going to have seen us answer questions and stuff like that. Yeah, it's a little bit different. Um, you know, but if you're listening to this, obviously, yeah. um, and you have any questions about any of the things you hear, uh, podcast.evertrack.co.uk. Awesome, Dave. Yeah, enjoy the episode, and uh, we'll catch up with you soon. Yeah, all the best. It's great to um, uh, to see some, uh, you know, maybe some some new Tuesday tuners um, joining us. Yeah, we've been doing this for um, the last few years now, about three and a half years. Uh, we're almost up to about 170 uh, of these lives. Um, we hope you find it valuable. Yeah, today, yeah. I know we've, we've gone off on a few <coughs> tangents already, but today we did want to focus on summits. And, and, and as it's getting close to Halloween, um, before, why not? Let's, let, let's, let's, let's talk about some of, the, some of the scary stuff out there or, or can be perceived as scary yeah um especially <laughs> wow dave that was good i get you it's scary yeah yeah well, calm down <laughs> Damn, mate. he's ghosted in there didn't he? yeah exactly what well, me you know <laughs> um you know and the and when it comes to you know this he's like he's put him off now <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> but when it comes to summits you know they, they can be perceived as, as scary um, yeah you know in a lot of different forms and and we all dave dropped it in there you know knowledge dispels fear but also just talking about it as well and educating um, yourself about some of the peaks, um, especially <clears> because we were in Tupacal recently. We were talking about Aconcagua this weekend um, with Sarah and Raz, who were doing Aconcagua uh, with us in January. And it just came up and we thought, let's talk about that on this live. Um, yeah. Why not? It's a great, great subject. I know a lot of the trips that we do aren't summits. Um, obviously, we've got the big ones, like you've got the Achilles, you've got the Island Peaks, you've got the Aconcaguas, you know, amongst many others. Um uh, and we have got um, a new one to talk about today as well, which we will come on to in a bit. Um, so a new trip, which is, yeah, we're very, very, very excited about. Very excited. Um, but where should we start then with with the kind of the, the, the scary summits thing? Where, where do we should start? It was... um, well, like, so what, what's the, I mean, it's a tricky one to kind of get around because there's so many different reasons why people yeah. might be scared climbing a peak. I think when you do a high altitude one, yeah. the number one fear is is altitude. Yeah you know, about having some sort of serious sort of episode of AMS or anything like that. Um, I guess we could start there with a general approach to altitude and and why it's you should not necessarily be afraid of it. Um, one of the things that James said, it was really, really good Yeah. Um, listening to him talk about it because, you know, he's so knowledgeable. Um, and just as a little snippet, one of the things that he says is, you know, yeah. that uh, altitude... Sickness is really a, a collection of different symptoms. It could almost be called a syndrome of kinds. But one thing yeah. it doesn't do is you don't suddenly wake up with cerebral edema yeah. um, and you're at the worst end of the, the spectrum. Yeah. It's a it's a progressive problem. 
Um, so if you are going on a peak or you're going to high altitude and you are worried about it, there's one golden rule, which is, you know, you need to be communicative with your guide. Yeah. A lot of people, and we've spoken to people about this who have not opened their mouth and said that they're struggling because they're worried that the first time you say you have a headache, they'll send you down. That's a fear. Um, but it's yeah, actually yeah, further definitely. from the truth. Our guides are there to take you to your limit safely. Yeah. So a headache is nowhere near your limit. A little bit of nausea is nowhere near your limit. And almost certainly these things can be managed with hydration, maybe some Diamox, maybe pace management and things like that. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the one thing I think that he did a really good job of reassuring people, you know, is that yeah. it's nothing to be afraid of. It's not going to strike you down like a bolt of lightning. It's going to be progressive and manageable. Exactly. Um, you know, and it, and it all starts from there, really. Like, yeah, just, just conversations that we chat on the weekend. We, we obviously talk about the big one, which is hydration. Um, you know, Mike there just talking about I've done EBC in Killy and found Killy altitude slightly easier than EBC, which is nuts, really, isn't it? Thinking opposite. the Killy's higher. Yeah, I had the opposite. Um, and then we get people who, who have the opposites. And I think the, the important thing is, and, and we've talked about it before, is that every time you go to altitude is, is the first time, essentially, in terms of acclimatizing. Uh, you know, unless you, you've lived in an altitude tent for a month, hmm. um, it's hard to pre acclimatize, um, you know, up to that kind of level. Um, but it goes to show that sometimes your body can be in a better place physically before you actually start a trek. And that can always kind of flip the um, the effects. Certainly when, you know, like uh, Mike was talking there, you've done EBC and, and Killy and maybe that, um, which one did you do first, Mike? Was it was it EBC and then Killy afterwards? Because <clears throat> um, sometimes the first time around you can seem such a big thing mentally yeah. that it almost forces it to be harder. And then the next time you're altitude, because you know how to manage your body, it appears easier, even though you're going higher and it's less scary because you've, you know, you, you've already yeah. been to altitude. Um, I know conversations we've had over the last few weeks on, on in Morocco um, and in Morocco, literally every other, every person on that trek had been to altitude at least once. Some of them three times already with us. Um, and some of them are going on their kind of fifth or, or sixth trip with us. Um, which is is awesome. Um, and you can see that even on TubeCal, they had their way of, okay, I know I'm going to drink my water. I'm going to eat this food, even if I don't, you know, if I'm not feeling it, because, um, you know, one of the symptoms at altitude is that, um, you know, you lose your appetite. I do. Mm. On TubeCal, I hardly ate for a couple of days. Um, you know, I had a couple of boiled eggs in the morning, um, some snacks and some sweets. And yeah, it was, um, that was it. Like, it, it, I just didn't want to eat. And yet other people were like, nailing the food and even was it the summit of Tupcal? john mm. was was on it with we had about two tins, tins of, of fish tins, like sardines <laughs> or something which is nuts. i had loads of i see that's the one thing i think i'm really lucky about is that i never feel that i never get a loss of appetite on mm. any of the trips that i've done to high altitude yeah so yeah i'll i'll be wolfing down food i always sit yeah. next to people that do suffer with uh appetite loss so if i say you can eat that no, i wonder why you sit next to me yeah exactly but um <clears throat> Yeah, no, Tupcal was amazing. It was um, actually that was one where actually, if we're going to talk about like um, you know, spooky, yeah, yeah, conquering ghosts of the past and things like yeah. that, that was one thing that I really took from it, and I've said it a few times now. Um, Penny scratching the door, and it's, it's really quite distracting. <laughs> I leave it to her. Um, leave it to her. I know she's with yeah, Lauren. Penny the ever dog. Um, yeah, so I, I mean, I've been to, I've. <laughs> so distracted. Is he distracted? Well, here, I, I tell you what. Give Why me do you let seconds. her in? Give me two seconds. I'm going to come back to that subject. It's fine. Dave, it, love a distraction. She's going to come in. Oh, she wants some food. Hello, girl. Yeah, she's just come so back. Penny, our um, she, she needs she needs some grub. Yeah. So um, <laughs> that's nice to have her on the live. Yeah. 
you right there, Pen? Getting a good drink? Yeah, she's drinking. She's thirsty. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, so I, um, yeah, the first, I've done, attempted, well, I've been to Tupacal three times. Yeah. I've reached the summit twice. Um, I've talked about it enough in the past about why I didn't get to the the summit the first time to run it up in a in a nutshell. It was basically I wasn't well before I left the UK, and yeah. then that just meant that I had to turn back. So actually, the first time I went there, it was Tupacal. I was just, I was just sick of it. I just wanted to go home. Yeah, I didn't have a good good memory really of the whole experience, and everyone was like, "Oh yeah, you know, I've had an amazing time in Morocco," and I was always like, "Yeah." Yeah, <laughs> and then the second time I went back, I was so focused on writing that wrong. Yeah, I was lasered in on the summit. I didn't care about anything else. Well, so yeah, that made that made the difference for you. It made it well. It means that I got I got to the summit. Mm. But what I didn't do was it was very intense. You know, it was a lot of pressure that I put on myself to was get it camping. There. Was it? It, it, it? Not that time actually. Okay. That was the, yeah, yeah. But um, but one thing I didn't do was take in my surroundings and have fun and enjoy myself as much as I normally yeah. do on a trip. So this trip, when I went back, I was like, you know what? I slayed those ghosts of the past. I thought I was waiting for the link. Yeah. I thought I've got no, <laughs> I've got no, I've got no real yeah. pressure. I'm just going to go there. I'm going to enjoy my trip. And I performed the best I've ever done on, on that mountain. Nice. So it does go to show that like, if you can keep a handle on the fear yeah. and manage it, you actually perform better. Yeah. I was just free of mind the entire trip. I was just enjoying the fact that I was there. Like the times I've been to EBC and Kilimanjaro, right. it wasn't all about that achievement. So it was a, you know, essentially slaying the, 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 your own ghost. Well, exactly, yeah. I actually from, passed you know, the, you know, the in the old days, I would have stayed on the mountain. <laughs> so I actually passed the point. Old Dave was still lying there, frozen in the snow. Okay. So I, I passed him. Is and, that like kind of, you know, Mario Kart? You used to play Mario Kart. You yeah, like yeah. Ghost Kart, you used to try and exactly, beat. Exactly, yeah. Is that what it was? Yeah, you well, beat your own there, ghost? there's one of them sat yeah. down in the snow going, I don't feel very well. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, so, yeah, but, but yeah. yeah, it is about that sort of, if you can conquer the fear when you're on a peak, yeah, or at least manage the fear. It's healthy to have a, a certain degree of it, right? So, well, you... it, it protects you, doesn't it? I think um, you know, fear <clears> is <throat> is almost. There's a lot of books and, and stuff in personal development, and you know, we've talked about it as well in terms of how to conquer your fear. But a bit of fear is good because it keeps you on your toes. I think also it's uh, like self preservation. Yeah, um, as Penny is is walking around here, cool. Um, it's self preservation essentially. That you know, it's good to have a little bit because it can focus you on where you you know what you're doing um you know so it's, it's not necessarily a negative thing or you don't have to see it as a negative thing now penny is is she's gonna join in she's relaxed there that's fine um i did see some questions actually um i know not as we was talking about fear but we're talking about altitude um because i think it was sean actually do the altitude masks you can get to train with work i'll bring this one in because conversations come out on the weekend about this um again with james and uh, at the altitude center and we were talking about it and we you know we've got our own personal opinions on this but we all came to the same conclusion which was um well firstly all the people that sell those now have had to change it legally because they're not altitude masks um they're what they call respiratory training masks where they limit the amount of air that can go in um which is very different to altitude essentially when you're altitude you imagine you've got all these molecules of air um, at lower pressure because you're higher up so opposite to say you go into the sea where the pressure increases when you go up the it, it decreases so all those molecules are spread out further apart so when you are breathing in imagine this amount you get you are getting less oxygen it's the same percentage in the air but there's less molecules so you're not getting as much yeah so your body's got to work harder to get that oxygen around your body 
And there's a few things that it does and triggers and tricks the body to do that. But altitude masks, the or the, the ones that you're talking about there, Sean, don't don't do that at all. No. Um, you know, and it, I, I used one probably seven years ago, again, just to try out and get, I wanted my opinion. I used a couple of them. And it actually does improve your overall lung capacity, but it, it which is a different thing. Um, you know, which is good for any, you know, cardiovascular work. So in that way, it can help, but it, not when it comes to altitude, because altitude really isn't just about fitness. It's around acclimatizing, rather, and you can't do that with those masks. Exactly, yeah. So the, the, the actual, if you go to the altitude center, <clears throat> you use any high altitude um, sort of simulation tents, masks, and things yeah. like that, over time, your body will physiologically react yeah. to that apparatus and will acclimatize. You'll get more red blood cells that carry more yeah. oxygen around your body. You can wear one of those other masks that you can buy on Amazon for months and months and months. You will never get more red blood cells. You will never be more acclimatized than you are um, at sea level. The only difference is, I guess, it could maybe strengthen your breathing and stuff like that because you're yeah. going to be used to breathing a lot harder. Well, it's like a muscle, isn't it? You're exercising a muscle, essentially. But I've never known anyone that has been unable to go out there and train hard and think to myself i, I physically can't train hard enough i need to restrict my breathing <laughs> yeah just yeah. go out there and do some sort of you know like proper sort of hill sprints if you do yeah. hill sprints yeah you know you will definitely get more benefit than you will wearing one of those masks and doing regular exercise you know just yep. so yeah in my opinion I, I don't really have much of a I don't rate them really. No, I'd, I'd steer clear. I think there's far better ways to to, to get ready for your trek. Um, you know, and, it, and it's great though. I mean, honestly, Sean, yeah, don't let our answers feel like, um, uh, you know, where we're, we're kind of we're putting you down in that way. It's, it's good to talk about this stuff, isn't it? Um, and like I said, if, if it comes up in conversation and you're chatting to someone else, it's good to kind of, um, uh, you know, to kind of tell other people about it. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, there's lots of opinions and, and we're not saying that, you know, what this is just our opinion. This is what we've seen work. And not work in the community, um, and especially speaking to um, you know people like like James of the Altitude Center who come from it from the scientific point of view. It's really interesting um, because for us, it's you know we know that if you turn up onto a trek in the best physical shape that you can be, um, and then drink enough water, go nice slow pace, approach it in a positive way in terms of I'm going to enjoy this trip. It's going to be hard, it's a challenge, but I'm going to approach <clears> it in the right way. You know, you can acclimatize really well, you know, unless you've got a medical condition or something underlying, um, you know, which it, which which can affect, um, you know, people at altitude, um, you know, but doing those simple things will make your trip a lot easier. There's nothing to do with none of that other stuff. Yeah. Um, so just getting the kind of basics done and ticked off. Um, yeah, it's going to make it way less scary. Yeah. I think one of the other things if we're going to talk about just to segue into yeah. another thing that sort of gets people a little bit, uh, you know, Gives them the heebie-jeebies. Is, is it but, the internal boogeyman? Yeah. Yeah, but particularly when we're talking about peaks, mm -hmm. is um, sort of heights, exposure, yeah, and things okay, like so some that. Some of the dangers and, and some of the actual. Oh, this is yeah. Yeah, and it's a tricky one to actually overcome yeah. if you do have a fear of heights or a fear of. Because I know some a fear of heights as well. It's it's strange. It's different for some people, isn't it? Like some yeah. people, they have a fear of heights, but they just don't like being up high. So they could be on top of yeah. a big building in the middle of it and panic. Other people will be fine, but they just don't like an exposed ledge that they're close to. Yeah. You know, other people like, yeah, don't want to sort of, you know, the, the the idea of like crossing a ridge or something like that where they could trip or fall. Yeah. It's, and it's a strange one. 
to and kind I, of overcome. It is, isn't it? It's it, um, and we've had customers um, like uh, Max, is a good friend of ours, uh, who came to Tubecal. Now Tubecal isn't like a razor sharp ridge or anything like that at all. Um, but you know, if we're talking about a summit, and Tubecal's challenging one, you know, four thousand one hundred sixty-seven meters. Um, you know, he's he's a guy that uh, used to be really scared of heights. Um, wouldn't go near an edge. You know, any edge with a bit of a drop off there, he'd, he'd you know he'd really be be suffering. His heart yeah. rate would go up. He start sweating. He'd literally be clinging in, into the inside of a wall to try and protect himself. Um, as Penny's going for a walk. <laughs> oh, she heard the magic. Oh, she's looking at me now. I, I, I said the magic word. Yeah. She knows when when things say like that. Um, yeah. So there's 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 many different things that um, you know can kind of come into effect. But no, Max now we took on Tupcal. And absolutely nailed it. Like, you know, I'm not saying there's like steep drop-offs or anything, but at the top there, he was very, very comfortable. It's made a big, big difference. Yeah. Um, he also done Everest Base Camp. And some some of the, you know, on the route from Namche all the way up to, say, Dingbotche, there are some kind of drop-offs that you go to the next to the river. Um, and when you're going down to the river, you, is she distracting you again? I'm, just, I'm trying to go. On your bed, come on. I know. She, do, she just wants to chill. Bye, Dane. <laughs> Let's see if Lauren could come in. Lauren! Lauren's got her headphones. Oh, is she? Never mind. Okay. If needed, you might have to let her out. We um good old good old Penny. She oh, wants she to, wants to, to go on her bed. Relentless up and down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Penny. She just wants to be heard, Dave. That's what it is. Yeah. There she goes. She's in there. She's she's comfortable. She wants now. me to herd her around the room, is what she needs. If she scratches the door, don't worry about it now. Yeah, no. She's she's comfortable in there. Yeah. Um so yeah, when it comes to heights and fears and that kind of stuff, you know, it, it is something that you, you've kind of got to bring in into the uh, the equation. Like, yeah, Mike's talking there about the Branco wall. I know a, a few people that have you know really struggled with that because there's there's one bit they call it um, kissing rock or hugging rock, and you've got to kind of stretch you know around this kind mm. of rocky bit and step over, um, you know, and 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 quite frank, there's obviously a bit of exposure there. Yeah, uh, it's very safe. Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, Ever dog. Oh, bless her. I know. Mm. Yeah, she, Dave's Dave's he's struggling only, to Dave's forgive only, her right Dave's now. only saying that because he's not having to get up to <laughs> every two minutes and uh, and let her in. Um, and, and then Jerome there, Hillary Bridge, uh, terrible vertigo. Exactly. The, these are some of the challenges there, uh, as well as the actual physical challenge you're going to do. Yeah. Um, you know, but I, I think sometimes familiarity can can almost try and help with those fears and mm -hmm. all those, those those things you know that, that you suffer with um i know that was with max he certainly the more times that he kind of threw himself into these kind of situations he dealt with it and then after time and time again he, he got better at it um just something that worked for him and i know that doesn't work for everyone but um just something that you know may help you yeah um is that you know that the more you do of something you're going to expand that kind of that zone of safety that zone of comfort that you have on these mountains and i know on, on the peaks certainly going from like people who go to everest base camp for the first time dave and people that go to Kili for the first time and then they, they, you know they get that urge to want to go higher yeah and then they're thinking about the mara peaks the island peaks you know maybe even like lobuche which uh, we had our first summit on lobuche yeah, yeah. yesterday alex uh, congratulations <laughs> yeah huge listening. congrats um which was absolutely amazing another first uh for our ivor trackers uh, which is absolutely fantastic yeah no amazing and yeah, I mean, it is one of them. Yeah. I think altitude is almost addictive and it's, um, but people say altitude's addictive. I'm not sure people get addicted to the actual altitude. It's the regions of the world where, which are at high altitude, yeah. are so intoxicating because they're unlike anything that we kind of see or experience in our day-to-day -day life. 
And if you go to those places and you experience it and you loved it, you come back and there's almost yeah. no substitute, you know? Um, so you do get that urge to go back and then you yeah. want more of that. So you, it's on, that's the way the addictive side comes in and you think, yeah, I, I, I want to go higher. I want to see more, you know, I want to, <laughs> yeah. I want to see that same view, but from a thousand meters up, you know? And exactly. I think, yeah, then you start getting like the Island peak, you know, with the ladder crossings and the exposure and, things like that but one thing i think makes a massive big difference yeah. to this is practice and Definitely. there's a lot you can do in the uk on relatively safe terrain or even you can use guided people um and it's just little things you can do like just do a little bit of gentle scrambling here and there and if you do a little bit of scrambling in the uk barranco walls no no problem for you yeah no you problem know? At all. and there's one route that we um you took me on i've never been up cataridris before we went up there Oh, you love um, that, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. It was so much fun. So we went up the the Miniford, the Miniford Pass, Miniford yeah, Pass, yeah, which is just yeah, just Stepagedon. And ordinarily, that takes you <laughs> up these steps. You go into a bit of a flat section, and you've got the lake to your right. And yeah. normally, the route then goes up on a ridge to your left yeah. and goes all the way around one peak, then down and up. Well, Andy, you know, being Andy, is like, yeah, we're not going a normal <laughs> way. I'm so glad actually because I wouldn't have enjoyed that. We went down to the lake around the lake yeah and then there's this awesome scramble just a scree to, slope wasn't it yeah. it's like scree and scrambly and rocky and some tight squeezes but relatively safe you know if you if you slipped you're not going to fall you know exactly yeah. 100 feet or anything yeah. you're just going to slip a little bit um and doing things like that really really good for you you yeah, know yeah. and then like the cmd route on um ben nevis. on ben nevis you'd be hard pressed to fall off it you know it's not like um crib cork no you know, um, and things like that, yeah, really make it feel, yeah, really, you know, much more comfortable. Exactly, because um, I think you, we, we found this out a little bit on, on TubeCal as well, is that, you know, if you go in the summer months uh, compared to the winter months, you know, there's there's no snow on top. It's all, a lot of it is scree. Um, uh, you know, some of it, especially on the way down, is quite slippery because you've got these small little rocks and almost like marbles and you're slipping. And, yeah, even I slipped. Everyone slips. Um, and it was uh you know definitely up there it was kind of like it's good to have practice using your hands a little bit you know when doing a little bit of scrambling um you know we talk about familiarity and and the more you do something means you don't have to think about it yeah um we were doing a, a little equipment talk on the training weekend on sunday morning um and talking about familiarity uh, especially more on like crampons and ice and snow because some people are asking about that especially to do with some of the peaks you know can i just turn up and and, and put crampons on and, and get to the summit of Island yeah. Peak, for example. And one thing we said that is that, you know, the more that you do um, spend time on snow, on, uh, you know, crampons, using ice axe, it's like anything anything that you can do in your life. You know, you, the more you practice with it, you're not going to think about it all the time. Um, it's like any skiers or mountain bikers out there. You know, when you first learn to ski or when you first learn to mountain bike, you're thinking about everything. You're thinking about everything you do because – one, you're scared of crashing or falling over, um, you know, because you, it's, you're not quite as comfortable yet. But as time goes on, you don't have to think about certain things. It becomes natural. Your body knows what it's doing. It's like muscle memory. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the same with with anything, whether you're going <clears throat> scrambling, whether you're on ice axes, uh, ice axes, <laughs> that would be challenging, whether you're on crampons with ice axe on snow <clears throat> or a high altitude. Familiarity means that you're going to be going to enjoy it yeah. a lot, lot more. Yeah, hundred percent. That's it. I mean, practice makes perfect. But yeah. the biggest thing practice practice does, I think, for the mind, is yeah. that it does dispel 
fear yeah. and gives you confidence in your own ability. This is why training is so important. Yeah. Um, you don't have to be super fit to do a lot of these trips, but the fitter you are, the less anxiety you have, the less you exert yourself, the less prone you are to certain injuries, altitude sickness. It's more than just being fit and finding it easy. That's yeah. just the, the, the base of it. There's so much more benefit from doing the training that gives you confidence in the mind, in the body. Yeah, so it's, it's great. Just, just a couple of comments. I, I see Pritesh there. Uh, every time I visit Ogwen Valley, I feel like I'm heading to Mordor. Yeah. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. I'll tell some of our mountain guides who said that. They live Yeah, and But they're probably thinking, like, yep, you're right. Stuart Taylor said, <laughs> so oh, you want to climb Triffin, but hear so many stories of the wrong routes. Honestly, a lot of research you can do, but there yeah. are so many amazing guides yeah. up in... Um, you know, the, the Ogwen Valley, Snowdonia National yeah. Park, all of that area, that I would just get one, get them to take you up there. Yeah, exactly. I, I know it's a little bit of an a, additional expense, but um, like anything, if you've got someone that knows the routes that can take you the, the safe routes, especially knowing the kind of different levels as well, because I think, uh, <clears throat> see you later, Sean. Um, you know, I, I think one very important thing is that we're all on different journeys. It's, it's not a competition. Mm -hmm. um, whether you're a beginner or whether you're someone that's, you know, been spending a lot of time scrambling and climbing the mountains, it's always good to have a guide. Yeah, um, you know, it's always good to to find these new routes, and um, yeah, it can be um, it can be really really helpful. And just yeah. just um, I mean, Mike, Michael Perryman there. Sorry, hi, hey Michael, how you doing? I hope all is well. Um, anything scary on Island Peak? Really good question. Yetis. Um, I mean, there's a yeah. You, you've got to avoid them first. Get yeah. away from the yetis. Yeah, they're, they're terrible. <laughs> Other than that, though, Island Peak. You know, it is. I think you have to approach it six thousand meter Himalayan peak. It is a trekking peak. Um, means that you know you can you can essentially class this trek into the summit but in in truth um there is um you know a section about 100 110 meters where you are on fixed ropes and it is um you know it is essentially snow and ice that you have crampons on um you know and, and ice steps are cut in before you get to the top that is kind of one of the i'd say the probably most scary parts and then once you're on the summit ridge you then you know which is it's relatively wide that you're, you're then going towards the, the, the summit and then obviously you return back. Um, so, yeah, I'd say definitely uh, come to, need to be comfortable with heights um, on Island Peak. But knowing the kind of type of Evertrekkers that have, have, have been and done, say, Everest Base Camp or Killy and then, you know, kind of gone on to do that, it's more than achievable, again, with the right training and familiarizing yourself with the things that you do. Yeah. Definitely. Exactly. Uh, Mike has said, good advice. Is there any scrambling on Tupacal? Not really. Um, like there, there's a couple of occasions where you might use yeah. your hands just to get over some rocks and stuff like that, but nothing that I would turn <clears> to <throat> sort of scrambling or technical scrambling. Yeah. Um, almost all the time you'll be uh, feet on the ground yeah. and upright. Um, the only time it's difficult, I actually find it a tougher climb in the summer months than it is in the winter. Yeah. That's benefited because I don't so much mind the cold weather, but I'd much rather walk on with crampons over slippery terrain than I would boots on like marbles. Yeah. Um, and Tupacal is very rocky. And one of the challenges is, is how slippery it is. Having said that, the route, the main route that we went down this time was not as bad as the time I went down in December. Remember I showed you that? Yeah, that route. was, I think we, we had to avoid ice, which was yeah. the problem. So it, it was the lesser of two evils. But yeah. when you look at how steep it is, and it's just on pure scree. It was like it was. It was as close to skiing as I've ever been in my hiking boots. It was, um, yeah, it was fascinating. Diane's here as well. Hey, Diane, how you doing? I hope all is well. Uh, she's teaching, <laughs> teaching, and watching the Tuesday tuna, mate. That is that is brilliant. Um, whilst just, I'm, I'm just gonna 
budge in a little bit because I know we're about halfway through the live today. Um, hey, Charlie. Um, yeah, have a, have a good one. Thanks for, for being here. Awesome. Um, is that we, we have got a new trip, um, especially because we were talking about spooky summits. We thought it's a really, really good idea to, especially after Tupcal, because on Tupcal, the, the Sukster Summit trip was kind of a private trip. Um, every year, myself and Dave um, are going to be doing one trip. A dandy um, trip. <laughs> dandy. It's the nickname. <laughs> is that the, a, the code name in the office is a dandy trip. If they're talking, yes. I'm like, <laughs> okay, I, I can live with that. Um, and essentially, it was uh, it was absolutely fantastic. It was nice to to kind of go on a trip with Evertrekkers and, um, you know, see everyone's summit, uh, you know. And, um, you know, we always like to change it up a little bit and, and have a bit of fun. Um, you know, a little bit of singing, a little bit of dancing. It was all, always, it was really, really good and some mm -hmm. great Evertrekkers. So we're looking ahead now to next year. And we've had this place in mind. We went there in, uh, we went uh, to this place in April uh, to kind of kind of scope it out. And, and we were actually invited by uh, the local government um, in this place to kind of um, uh, essentially look at bringing customers there because it's a, it's a relatively quiet area. Um, and that's in Italy. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a, there's a little national park called Grand Paradiso. Grand Paradiso National Park. It was Grand actually Paradiso. I know. Sean Connery's <laughs> Sean been Connery. there, I think. <laughs> um, but it was the first national park of Italy, um, and it's very famous. But the it's it's very new to the kind of climbing world, if you say, um, and trekking world. So we've put an awesome itinerary there that we're going to be doing next year. Um, now there will be a trip with myself and Dave. There will be dates without us as well. Um, just in case they just, don't want to. Just in case you don't, you don't fancy us. You've had enough you, of us on this. you guys on the Tuesday <laughs> Exactly. Um, so, yeah, whoever's uh, just thinking, Dill is on there. If you can go to the website and grab the um, uh, the uh, actual itinerary link. Uh, if not, though, I will bring it up anyway. Seamless. Seamless as always. But, um, yeah, no, super excited about this one. The Grand Paradiso National Park. Yeah, um, yeah like I said, uh, one of the oldest national parks in Europe as well, yeah. and largely unspoiled yeah. um, because it doesn't attract or hasn't historically attracted huge, huge numbers. It's a bit of a climber's paradise. Yeah. There's lots of ice climbing and stuff like that. But what Grand Paradiso National Park does have, which we're excited about, is a mountain. It's a wonderful, wonderful mountain above 4,000 meters. Called? Grand Paradiso. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it is the highest mountain that sits solely within Italy's borders. It's not shared with any other country. It's Italy's own highest peak. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's a fabulous, fabulous climb. Yeah. Um, really, you should check it out. It's super beautiful. Yeah. But uh, peaks, passes, paradise. Paradiso. Peaks, paradise. Peaks, passes, paradiso. <laughs> Every single time we said it, it went right. It went right until <laughs> until the one on the line. All morning all we've been peaks, passes, and parodies. So you said it was your favourite name. It, it is. It's my favourite name. Um, Andy's, a, Andy's a genius when it comes to these trekking names. Pretty much every name on every trip on the website comes from his brain. So I don't get always get it right. Um, but no, peaks, passes, and parodies. So it's um, and parodies. So Italian for paradise. Um, you know, and and it really is. Yeah, Grand Paradiso Summit is a challenge. Um, you know, it is on a glacier, so there will be crampons. It's not technical. Uh, it is a trekking peak, uh, but what actually there it is hut to hut as well. So we'll be staying in huts um, for about four or five nights and summiting Grand Paradiso. Um, it's a it's a week trip, so it's a one week trip, uh, seven days. Um, the dates are next July. 
uh, into August. So I think it's July the 20th. Yeah, just, someone just said there's no dates and prices on there. Uh, there should be. There, there definitely is. Yeah, yeah, you've got... Um, July 26th to August 2nd. Yeah, that's it. That's the date. Yeah, double check. It might be worth... Um, if you're on uh, your phone, I'm just trying to think now how you reset it, but on your desktop, if you put Shift F5, uh, or if you're using a Mac, I think it's something else, Control F5, it should reset it for you. Um, but yeah, essentially, it's um, a yeah, fantastic trip. Um, we have also, we're also doing one that's obviously not with us, uh, that does have a couple more dates as well, but that one is, is something we're doing next year, um, and I think it's 2495 a person um, uh, doing that, so definitely get yourself in. Um, if you're, um, if you fancy coming along with us, we'd love to have you on that trip. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I love some of the comments. So Jerome's in, um, Lee Wyatt. I love that. You son of a, <laughs> you know, what? There's I a, can see that. Yeah, there's yeah. an awesome meme where it's like, um, me does nothing. My dog, you crazy. <laughs> uh, I mean, and, uh, yeah. And, uh, who else? Um, da -da 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 Lee Wire, when are you going to venture to Banff and Jet? Well, yeah, Canada oh, and would honestly, be an amazing. We'd, um... we'd love to. We'd love to. We, um, yeah. as with anything, like, you know, you can imagine this was in April. We were out there and we wanted to put this itinerary together. We'd, and also, as well, we wanted to make sure that it's, it fits mm -hmm. um, and it works. And, and, and obviously, you know, the, the price works as well for you guys. So, um, you know, we've obviously been negotiating uh, in Italy to try and get this, you know, as, as achievable as possible. Um, and this was this was one uh, we think it's going to be a great trip. Really is. It's a yeah. wonderful place to trek, um, especially staying in the refugios, um, basically uh, Italian refugees. But they're like really nice lodges. Yeah. Um, you know, some of them more basic than others. Uh, but yeah, and climbing uh, Gran Paradiso, so you'll be getting another four thousand meter peak um, in the Alps, uh, yeah, in Italian 4, Alps. Four thousand sixty-five something along. It's lines. just over. Yeah, it's it's the highest mountain only in Italy. Um, which is uh, yeah, which is absolutely fantastic. So yeah, yeah have a little look. Um, any messages? Um, any comments? Any messages around it? Drop in the comments uh, or drop us an email. Um, we'd love to see you on that. Um, it, it has only got ten spaces, um, so it is quite limited with this one. Obviously, there's only one date that we're doing with me and Dave. Um, and I know we we've obviously got some interest from people who were on the previous um, uh, trek with us to Tupcal. So if you are interested, definitely get yourself in there. It'd be great to. Um, yeah, it'd be great to have you on board. Yeah, it'll be amazing. I mean, honestly, if the Tupcal trip that we've just done is anything like it, I don't want to yeah. speak for everybody who was on there, but I'm comfortable to say that an amazing time was had by all. It was. Um, I saw Kate was on here. So, Kate, back hey, me Kate. up here. Um, <laughs> Kate did awesomely. She was she was the only girl on a trip of about 14 people and yeah. brought a little touch of class to the proceedings, I think, needed. you know, um, and, uh, and actually put up with us in a tent quite well i think you know yes, definitely uh, but no it was an amazing time honestly it's great because it's it's we get to we do the training weekends and we really love to do those and trek with people yeah. but there's something different about traveling with people and experiencing something for the first time with yeah. our customers um so yeah apparently there's some maniac called zachariah Gidney from <laughs> uh, from springlands of course he's here he's just summited killy um one of our um one of our yetis well two of our yetis uh zach and jody uh, I've just summited Killy. They did. They summited day before yesterday. Yeah, Zach said it was one of the easiest things he's actually <laughs> ever done, and um, he actually wants to go back and and do, that, it again, do it again in a couple of months. I haven't heard much from Jody, so um, I'm assuming she loved it so much she stayed on the summit or is in the pool. Is right in now. the pool, I guarantee. But uh, awesome, yeah. Well done to the Yetis, yeah, um, for doing that. Um, Kate, yeah. See, Kate said it was awesome. See, you transferred with that fiber. But um, yeah, yeah no, we had a, we had a wonderful time, and honestly, Grand Paradiso. Yeah. 
we went out there and we did the the trip um we, you know lucky enough to be welcomed by the president of the national park yeah. and various and the, we got to meet the rangers it was quite an intense week of traveling around every valley a lot of cheese um my god the, the food was <laughs> unbelievably it was, it was good. good um i mean <clears throat> i don't know what my cholesterol was by the time i came back <laughs> but it, was, it would have been high I it was it was high um uh, mike says a good yeah scotland winter skills sold out in january um yeah mike we literally in the last week sold out on that um actually i think kate was one of the last to book onto that because uh, we had 15 spaces we, we'd be in touch essentially we we can't put too many on there um because we've got to check about the accommodation we, we, we will have another date in february mm -hmm. um it's literally a matter of days before we'd be putting it on there um yeah if you're doing any peaks um, obviously, the training weekend that we do uh, twice a year um, here in Wales is is great. But any time that you're on snow and crampons is great. And I highly recommend the winter skills. Um, I definitely get booked in on that. There's there's a lot of we, we've got a bit of a waiting list already for that second date. Um, yeah, so Mike, we can we can put you on there, mate. I'll I'll make a note. Yeah, awesome um, as well. Um, just to touch back yeah. as well, because obviously we don't do the peaks like um, Triffin and Cataridris, sadly. But yeah. I can give you a really solid recommendation yeah. um, from Smurf, who does um, our winter um, skills training and our runs our Brecon weekend training. If you get in contact with him at Hikes and Bikes Nodonia, um, he'll hook you up with um, some awesome guiding experiences. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so what? We'll, we'll, we'll step away from Grand Paradiso then. Well, uh, obviously it is there. Love to have you on that trip um we'll be putting the other dates on there as well for you um but yeah definitely jump on the website have a little read see if it's kind of um you know thing for you it's absolutely awesome yeah um but going back onto the other peaks then i know because we, we we talked about talked about tubcal a lot talked mm -hmm. about island peak we haven't really talked about aconcagua chimborazo mm. valacitos mera and also as well and something that we are still taking bookings for is um the uganda gorilla trip um this is something we created and launched a couple of months ago um, which has been great. But um, unfortunately, there was some um, terrorist activity out there uh, in the last couple of weeks. So we, we, we've kind of paused on, on that. Um, now, obviously, this kind of stuff comes and goes, uh, hopefully. Um, but that is another trip that we'd love to do, uh, yeah. you know, we, over the next couple of years. Um, the dates are still on there for next year around 2025. Um, so if you do get booked in on the Uganda trip, um, which is a peak as well, Mount Margarita, a little bit of an Italian kind of, you know, I'd say link. <laughs> um, yeah, and it, beautifully segued. I know I had to do it. Uh, it and it is um, it is a wonderful trip as well because you get to see the mountain gorillas. It's it's absolutely fantastic. Um, so I'd be remiss about talking about that and obviously very very sad circumstances out there. But you know we know that in there are certain parts of the world that you know are a little bit different to say you go into Nepal. Um, you know like we do have some trips in Pakistan. We do have some trips, um, some of them in South America that. You know, it can be a little bit dodgy in terms of the area you're going to, but we, we always try and make it as safe as we can, um, especially on guided trips. Yeah. Um, you know, and that that is, is, is going to be our priority with Uganda as well. So, you know, just to give you a little bit of confidence in terms of um, the, the operator out there, um, uh, you know, they've been doing it for the best part of like 14, 15 years. Yeah, no, really um, good. And Dave Baluku, who kind of is, is our guide over there, he's absolutely fantastic um, and, and, and has been, um, you know, essentially our kind of head of ops out there has given us a lot of confidence. But, um, you know, we always like to support places rather than kind of just leave it fend for itself. And I think Uganda, we're, we're definitely going to be doing some some good trips out there. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Aconcagua, it's... Um, it's tiny. <laughs> tiny. <laughs> yeah. 
not not quite. <laughs> Dave Rimmington, though, he looks like he's ready, raring to Yeah, go. I know. Highest mountain outside the Himalaya. Yeah. Annoyingly just shy of 7,000 metres. I know. We need to take a ladder. Yeah, something needs to be done about that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, a, a absolutely amazing trip. Actually, one that we're looking to do next uh, January. Yeah, we are, yeah. Um, and we were chatting with some of the other trekkers this weekend. Yeah. Sarah and Raz were booked on that January date. Um, I say myself and Dave are on there. So anyone that did want to go on that, have a look on that date. It's still availability. Uh, it's not far away now, and I appreciate it's short notice, but there are still some dates, yeah. uh, some some spaces on that date with me and Dave. Um, and this is it isn't like a private one. We, we we've chosen to go on this one. Yeah. Um, so it's a bit different to the Grand Parody. So, uh, but yeah, definitely, um, definitely get yourself on there because Aconcagua is a different kettle of fish. If we're talking about you know Mara Peak, Island Peak. It is hard. It is a proper expedition in terms mm. of you know it's high. Um, it's also quite windy. It's, it's, it's a brutal place. Um, you know, and if you can get that ticked off your list, that's a real, I mean, that, that's a huge tick off the yeah, bucket list, that one. It's definitely not one that you can sort of just, um, rock up, rock up to on a mm. whim. You know, you're going to want to dedicate some training to it, a yep. lot of knowledge. There's going to be some hefty expense in terms of the equipment that you're going to need to bring as well. Yeah. Um, because you're not going to be able to go there with just standard B2 boots. You're going to need proper B3 yeah. um, double layer boots. Um, relative, you're getting close to the sort of gear that you need on 8,000 meter peaks. Yeah. Um, I would say, yeah, you, you know, it's one of those things you're going to have to take very seriously. Having said that, what an amazing achievement. Yeah. One of the seven summits, the highest mountain outside the Himalaya, um we have made we have actually designed quite a unique itinerary so yep. a lot of companies when they do aconcagua they tend to just go straight to aconcagua yeah um do their acclimatization hikes on aconcagua so you're going up and down up and down and then to the summit we actually go to a, a neighboring range uh, called the velocitos range um where you'll be doing your acclimatization hikes on different peaks so it's going to have a, a, a varied itinerary it's yep. going to be fun you're going to get a couple of other six thousand meter peaks in there um along the way and then we're going to arrive at Aconcagua and sort of get up and down as quickly as we can and as safely yeah. as we can um so yeah really excited about this uh, the trip that we've put together because i do think it stands alone as one of the one of the good ones absolutely yeah it's always uh, it's a bit, bit of an epic really um you know and hopefully we'll be doing some more of the peaks similar to this but uh, you know it's kind of the the high end in terms of challenge uh you know if we're talking difficulty levels here it's certainly up there um, with you know some of the other kind of near seven thousand meter peaks in the Himalayas like Himalong, um, it's definitely uh, <laughs> Stuart Taylor. Stop it! I'm drooling. Sorry, mate. Sorry. <laughs> hey, dates on the website. Have a look. Um, yep. Yeah, anything you need, um, any questions about it, let us know. Um, but yeah, in terms of questions, Dave, I've seen because there's been a few questions coming on. I know we've got about ten minutes or so. Yeah. Um, I'll jump back because any questions as well about any of this, do drop them in. So we can um, uh, we can get them answered for you. Where is this question? Set up on Thursday. Um, I'm just looking Andy, now. We are getting there. Is it uh, this one? New listener. Yes. So uh, why it, not? This is the one where we're kind of uh, yeah we're like <laughs> a legal eye. Sorry, I'm what, what, this is one of the times where we uh, you know we never let professionalism get in the way of a good show. Here we go. Uh, we've watch. got these. Uh, Dylan's like I've been sending them to you on WhatsApp. <laughs> I know. Um, we got your questions. We got your questions. Yeah. Um, so uh, Michael Perryman said that. Oh, yeah. so about the winter skills one that's being sold out. Um, yeah, I mentioned. Get, yeah. I met, we mentioned that we're we're sort of working on potentially adding another date. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Um, so hopefully, yeah, that's going to be a case. Dave Hampson has said, any chance of adding Mont Blanc Summit in the future? Oh, mate, we'd love to. Honestly, we 
we've spent so long uh, with quite a few different teams, but they're not quite there yet. Um, it's frustrating because obviously, as you can imagine, we, we'd love to. We, we know yeah. there's loads of Evertrekkers that want to do it. Um, but the, the actual teams we got out there, I'd say are not, not quite up to where we want them yet. Um, not, not long, mate, not long. Uh, you know, if you're waiting into, into the beginning of next year, we'll, we'll highly likely have an itinerary for that, um, that, you know, has been kind of tested and we know that the safety is good. Potentially we could even do, because a lot of, um, itineraries use, um, Grand Paradiso. They do as a kind of um, prelude to a build up to, it, to yeah. Mont Blanc because yeah. it's only just through the tunnel um, from where we are. It's about two hours then to yeah. Chamonix and stuff like that. So definitely something that excites us. The idea of doing Mont Blanc is one of the all time sort of iconic Alpine peaks, isn't it? You know, so yeah, it's a big. I know what you mean there is a, a feather in the cap, and you know, I think I think the one thing you know, I chatting about it on the weekend, we we don't want to just do it for the ticks. You know, we want to do it for the experience as well, and, and we want to make sure the experience is you know a, a, is good. Um, you know, because we could put something together and go and, and summit Mont Blanc, and that that's fine. But we also want to make the surrounding bits just as good, because you don't need to be there that long, really. Um, you know, you could probably do it in a long weekend once you're acclimatized. Um, but we just want to make sure that we've we've kind of got it kind of nailed down. Maybe combine it with some skiing, you know. Oh, that'd be good. There's that there. famous <laughs> run in Chamonix that I can't remember the name of, but there's a world famous ski run. Oh, I forgot. And you can you, uh, apparently it's um. It's like it's, it's it's it should be on the bucket list of any skier. I think it's all off piste. It is, um, and I'm used to the most groomed pieces. Uh, known <laughs> I was going to say, it's, it's a, yeah, it's so a maybe, big... maybe in twenty years, I'll be um, I'll be ready to do it. Rob, uh, Rob's question is really good. What is a good insurance company for altitude? Good question, Rob. Hopefully, you're still on. I, I know it was one of the earlier questions, and apologies, it's taken us a little bit of time to get there. Um, but yeah, so when it comes to altitude insurance, there are some kind of companies that we recommend that. You know, to our Evertrekkers, um, you know, we've used ourselves and a lot of, um, you know, a lot of our Evertrekkers use. You've got True Traveler Insurance. Um, highly recommend them. Um, Tim, uh, he's their CEO, really nice guy. Yep. Um, and, you know, he, he's essentially, they used to be a, a travel company themselves and they, they went into insurance. And He understands um, the biz, doesn't he? Yeah, he definitely does, especially in some of the more challenging parts of the world. Um, but I suppose the one thing I like about True Traveler is very easy. You go onto the website. You put in Everest Base Camp Insurance. It's got an insurance specifically for that. Yeah. Um, so it's very good products like that. Um, if, uh, you know, we again, we're chatting about this on weekend. If you're, say, uh, 50 or over, um, I'd say because of the premiums we've had uh, with Two Traveller, probably Campbell Irving or Big Cat are probably the other two I would go for. Um, just because, you know, I think they're underwritten by AXA. Um, you know, they, they, they cover, you know, helicopter evacuation, everything like that. Um, so those are the kind of big three. There is a um, an article we put together with those exact companies on the website. If you go to the Knowledge Center, um, uh, Dylan, I think um, if you can pop the the link to that article, that would be awesome. That'd be magic. Um, just for the insurance. Uh, yeah, and Rob, hopefully that helps, mate. Uh, Loza has said hi from Goa. Uh, oh, hey. Her picture looks tiny, but it doesn't look like she's in Goa on a little picture. It's like <laughs> the opposite. Hey, Loza, how you doing? Yeah, I need to. I, I want to travel more around India. You know, I've never actually been there aside oh, yeah. from staying in uh, the airport, airport for a while. Does does landing at an airport count as I've visited India? See, there's, there's I different. Didn't, I didn't go through immigration, you see. So officially, I don't think I have entered India. Indian, but, yeah. But I've been on the ground in India. So 
It's hard, isn't it? Because I always think you can go to a place, but do you really know the place? This is a question, actually. Yeah. Maybe I can put it to you and the guys. Mm. So I've got, I haven't used it yet. I was going to put it next to my desk. One of those scratch maps, right, where you scratch off a country when you visited it. If you stop at the airport and you don't leave immigration... Mm. So I'm going to scratch off Qatar because I've gone through Qatar. I've gone a taxi and, and I've there. left the airport. Yeah, and stayed like yeah. So although I haven't really experienced it, I have been into Qatar. Yeah. Does New Delhi count because I've landed in the airport, but I didn't leave the airport? Can I scratch? I think it's up to you. It's what whatever it is for you. Technically, you've been there. Yeah. But, you know, you could question whether you've really experienced the area. <laughs> I definitely you know, which, haven't experienced exactly. India. Um, it's a big old place and I haven't left the airport. But I think, but, I think but, it's but, up to but you. But in terms of the scratch map, is that cheating? It's up to you. If you could look at that wall and think, oh, I've, I've been to that place. I've experienced it. In my heart of hearts, I don't think I can. Then, then there's your answer. Yeah. I just wonder what <laughs> other people say. Charlotte says it doesn't count. Here we go. See? <laughs> yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? No, I'm, I'm like that as well. I, you know, you, you can go to places and tick them off and uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely cheating. cheating. There yeah. we go. Cheater, isn't he? Yeah, I'm getting uh, I never said I would do it. <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm just putting the question out there. <clears throat> but it's, it's brilliant though because you know, it, this is what traveling's about, isn't it? You, you go to a place and you experience it, and and, and you get to walk around and, um, yeah. I'll oh, see you, Keita. Hope all is well. Um, but yeah, that, that's why we go to these places. That's why we we, we trek to yeah. places in Nepal and and you know like Peru or Argentina or Morocco. You know, you, you're learning about the cultures there and and the area. I feel like I'm um, getting shouted at there. Why? Well, everyone say no, Dave. That's and I'm like, no, hang on, no. It's all good. I, I didn't say I, I keep, didn't keep coming. Keep I didn't say that was heat. my opinion. I'm simply saying because I've been to the airport, can I scratch the entire Indian country well, off I, my map? But you know what? Even this conversation gives you the idea that you have to go now and explore. No, India. I know. The, but Darjeeling. There is so yeah. There's Remember, so, uh, a Raz on the weekend. Uh, funny enough, I met. Uh, I used to work with an Indian guy, and he was from. Uh, I think it's called Gujarat. Gujarat. Yeah, but I, in my memory, he said Gujarat. Okay. I don't know. Let's Maybe see that's my pronunciation. And I said to him, like, oh, what's that like? And he described it as, like, Wales is uh, India's Wales. Oh, wow. Is how he described okay. it. So I've always wanted to go there. And um, Because like he was telling me about Gujarati cuisine and certain things that they have. Nice. These little, like, sweets that they have. I can't remember the name of them. Paul there. Shearer. Hey, Paul, how you doing? I hope all is well. Nice to see you on here. Mont Blanc would be awesome to trek. Yeah, exactly. Tour de Mont Blanc. Highly recommend it, Paul. Absolutely fantastic yep. trip. Um, we do have some availability next year, by the way. Yeah, go Just on, throw in Jerome's trip. He's going. <laughs> hey, Jerome. Um, um, Jerome mentioned about Big Cat as well. That's weird, Jerome, isn't it? I, I know some insurance companies are, they shouldn't be, <laughs> but they um, they are a bit funny with with, with age. Um, you know, there are, but there are some, um, uh, there are some insurance companies out there. They <clears> might be a, kind of some of the random ones. That the 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 premiums are a bit less, um, you know, as you as you as you do get a bit bit older. So just to just Pratesh, can you just confirm was it Andy's pronunciation or mine that was correct for that? It's probably yours, but you you. you but well, I have a memory of the guy telling me, so it's probably right then. But I but because I'm just the um, longer time I'm goes on, the less it. the less reliable. <laughs> that, that Wales man. is the best bit of the UK. Oh, thanks, Kev. Yeah. <laughs> it's um well it's it, there's so many beautiful places in the uk yeah wales is one of them yeah um but we we so fortunate aren't we to have some amazing places uh did the tour de mont blanc ah love to go to the summit here we go there we are see got it got it i'll let you have that one yeah <laughs> <clears throat> well look um coming towards the end of this now great to be back today um you know just to kind of round off 
what we're talking about, spooky summits. And yeah, um, we hope that we haven't scared you with some of this talk about summits. Um, but it's really just to have a conversation around it. And and also, as Dave said, um, you know, kind of eradicating those those old ghosts of maybe of ghost of failure, learning on it, the reflection of, of not succeeding. You know, that is very, very important. Also, as well, around you know, educating yourself around these trips and mm -hmm. seeing if they're for you. Uh, you know, if you are afraid of heights or something, is is Mera Peak probably better for you than Island Peak, for instance? Um, you know, or, you know, if you're looking to to kind of get that kind of sense of, of altitude, um, uh, you know, first, is it, is it is it good doing Tupcal or even Gran Paradiso um, before you go on and do one of the 6,000ers? Um, you know, some really good, really good sort of questions. Thanks for, for all your comments. I mean, Dave, any... Any final thoughts from you, man? Um, no, that's it. I mean, my final thoughts, I think, are about the Paradiso trek. It would be yeah. um, just because I'm hot off the press of doing Tupcal yeah. on a dandy trip. Yeah. And um, they're actually probably my favorite part now that, that we do. I realize I'm going to get shouted if I don't mention it. But <laughs> um, yeah, with that particular trip as well, there is um, a, a kind of a limited time for um, uh, basically we got this little discount called <clears throat> PIF 400. Um, what that means is if you do book on a trip and you want to just get it paid, um, put in PIF 400, you actually get 400 pound off that trip. Um, and actually, some of the other ones as well, it's a bit, basically any trip over 1600 pounds if you use that code. Um, but obviously, it is for full payments. Um, so definitely, if you want to yeah. do that over the next kind of several days, um, yeah, PIF 400. I just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, I, I knew I'd forget. Marketing, <laughs> uh, marketing team are now happy with this. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> yeah. um, before um, before we leave, I just wanted to throw that out there. And if you are keen to come on the trip with us next year, we'd love to see you there. Drop us an email. Yeah. Um, be great to chat. Obviously, you can book on via the website, and we'll see your, your, your name on the manifest, which is great. Um, be nice to see some familiar faces. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thanks, Dave. It's great to be back. No, yeah, no, good, good to do another Tuesday tune in. Um, like I said, we missed the the last one. I I, I got to say, um, yeah, sorry, that was my bad last week. You did um, rough last week, you broke. Yeah, not not yeah. not in um, tip top condition. But now I'm yeah, I'm a good seventy percent fixed. So uh, that, <laughs> uh, I only need fifty for a Tuesday tune in. Okay, but um, no, it's been great. Um, yeah. yeah, next week um, you're away. I am. But I'm hopefully going to be, they don't know this yet, and actually Zach might be finding out. But I, I want to get Zach and Jody on to talk about their yeah. experience on Killy. Yeah. Um, Zach's been to a high altitude before, Jody hasn't. Um, but it's the highest Zach's ever been by, you know, well over by about 1,500 meters. So yeah. um, really keen to get their experiences and uh, get a good chat going about Kilimanjaro next Lovely. week and uh, get those guys to do it. So, yeah. Fantastic. Awesome. Or have a wonderful week and weekend, whatever you got planned. Um, anything you need, as always, reach out to, to us and the team. Um, yeah, and obviously you've got Dave and some of the rest of the Yetis next week. But I'll be back, obviously, the week after. Yeah. But I'll catch you soon. Take it easy, guys. Bye. Bye.